This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Live from CBS Radio Studios in New York City, it's the DA Show with your host, Damon Amendolara, featuring producer Moraz and the musical sounds of the Zap Zap Orchestra. Now, ladies and gentlemen, here's DA. All right, and a happy Monday to you, everybody. DA, CBS Sports Radio. Coming your way in 20 minutes. The Moraz Chronicles. We will introduce a mystery guest to go back over the decade that was. So glad you're with us. Also in 40 minutes, our Tour de France fans as bad as Eagles fans these days? That's this hour as well. Our next guest is the longtime editor-in-chief of Sports Illustrated. And SI has unveiled its power list, the 50 most influential figures in sports. Joining us here on the show is Stephen Canella, SI's editor-in-chief. Steve, good morning. Yay. Thanks for having me. How are you? My pleasure. I'm good. Thanks so much for joining us. You can watch Steven on our simulcast on YouTube, on Twitch, and at watchda.com. All right, so tell us how you guys get to the most influential. What's the metrics here? Metrics are, uh, it's a little bit objective. It's a little bit subjective. So we basically, you know, we we, we pulled the entire staff, all of our editors, our writers, our entire newsroom, um, solicited a large, large pile of candidates. And I can tell you, we started with a lot more than 50 for sure. It was, it was really hard culling this down. And then we had, you know, we had a panel of, uh, of writers and editors who sort of, based on what they hear and who they talk to and and how plugged in they are, sort of, uh, we kind of came to a consensus on who we thought were the movers and shakers in sports, not just the, the names that everyone knows, the LeBron Jameses, the Patrick Mahomes, the Naomi, Naomi Osaka's, people like that. But we really wanted to kind of shine a light on some of the people behind the curtain that a lot of us don't know are not everyday names. But really, when you look behind the curtain, you realize that these are the people who are sort of shaping what we see in the sports world every single day. Right. As you said, LeBron, Steph Curry, Patrick Mahomes, Tiger Woods, those are all familiar faces on influential faces around around sport. But what are some of the names that some of our listeners and some of your readers might not be familiar with? Yeah, I think, um, you know, you have people like, um, you know, one thing we're really interested in is the way people, especially younger fans, sort of get indoctrinated into the sports world. That's through gaming. So we highlighted a guy named Cam Weber, who's who's an executive EA Sports, who's sort of the vision behind 
um, the video games that are often the gateway into the sports world and the sports fandom for, you know, for, for an entire generation of sports. You know, you've got, uh, he's not an everyday name, but Gianni Infantino, the president of FIFA, is kind of an obvious choice given the World Cup cycle we're in now, but a lot of people don't know that name. Um, you know, he basically runs the biggest sport on the planet, basically. Tamika Tramaglio, she's uh, the new uh, head of the NBA PA. They have a, their labor deal coming up at the end of next year, I believe it is. She's going to be shaping kind of, you know, basically the, the basic economy of, of, of what the NBA looks like and things like that. You know, one of the names that was really interesting that popped up is um, was Kobe Bryant. He's a household name for sure, and you would wonder – how is this guy on the power list? How is he one of the most influential people in sports? But what we found, the more we talked, and Greg Bishop wrote a really interesting story, um, not just in sports world, but in Hollywood and in music and and and, and um, you know, in all walks of life, Kobe has kind of become this figure of of inspiration and motivation that a lot of people really look to. He has his, he had his warts, he had his issues, no problem, uh, no question about that. I don't think anyone overlooks that, but sort of that Mamba mentality has sort of infiltrated not just the sports world, but the larger culture and really drives what a lot of people do inside and outside of sports. And really, we, we thought that was kind of an interesting choice too that a lot of people might not have thought about. SI's annual power issue, the 50 most influential people in sports available right now on newsstands and at, at SI.com as well. And Steve Canella is Sports Illustrated's longtime editor-in-chief. Sports journalism, specifically the written word, is constantly being assessed and analyzed, critiqued, what have you. We had the news last week of the New York Times shuttering its sports department. We've had the L.A. Times do much of the same, and a lot of newspapers all over the country scaling down their sports coverage. At Sports Illustrated, you guys have evolved quite a bit as well, from weekly to now monthly, having thematic issues such as this one. And so... You'd be a great resource for this for a lot of our listeners that are wondering, maybe we grew up in newspaper eras and magazine eras, and what is the future here? What are the decisions you make every day about tendencies, trends you see for American sports readers? Ah. How long do we have, DA? We only, we only have a few minutes here, right? This is, <laughs> uh, yeah, look, I mean, the industry, the media landscape is changing. It, it used to change every five years, and then it changed every year, and then it changed every six months. Now it changes, changes basically every six minutes, and um, we see a lot of changes in in, in reader habits and audience habits. Uh, yes, at SI, we've evolved a lot more toward um, not just a monthly magazine, but sort of shifting our storytelling um, to where people are consuming those 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 stories, and that's online, uh, that's on video, that's a, that's another platforms uh, beyond just magazine or even SI.com. So, how does that change the way we cover things? I mean, I think the, the changes we're seeing. You mentioned the LA Times, you mentioned the New York Times. Um, it's really unfortunate for the industry. For those of us who did grow up in the industry in a certain way, we hate to see it. But you kind of understand it from a business sense because that's you know people are not going to those outlets for that kind of coverage anymore. So. What we really have to do at SI is we have to bring some people something that um, they can't find on TikTok or on Instagram or or, or on their phone uh, 24 hours a day. And that's distinctive stories. It's a distinctive storytelling, really unique, interesting cover uh, subjects. If we're talking about the magazine, um, interesting themes, interesting topics, interesting issues to kind of differentiating journalism and differentiating storytelling. And that's what we hope we did with this power list and what we hope we do every single day. It's hard. I'm not going to lie to you. It's difficult, but uh, it does change the way we think. Are young people reading 
about sports? And are they reading it just in different ways, as you said, on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, or other places? Or did young people not, are, are they not consuming uh, the written word about sports as much as our generations did? Yeah, I, I think, um, sure, I, I, you can't stick your head in the sand and, and, and deny that young people consume media differently than uh, the way, uh, not that you and I aren't young, but the, the way we did when we were growing up. Um, but I do think there's still that appetite out there. I think they do still read. I think they just find that content in a different way. They're not picking up a magazine, waiting for it to come in their mailbox the way you and I did. They're not even typing in SI.com or uh, ESPN.com directly or anything like that. They're finding that content on social media and in other ways, or they're getting it through alerts on their phone. But there are a lot of them who are still clicking through and reading. And when you have a story that is worth their time, that's the, that's the thing. If you can capture their attention and show them a story that is worth reading, worth their time, and going to um, give them a different experience that they can get anywhere else, they will dive in. They will read. It's just that bar for entry is a lot higher than it used to be. So you mentioned putting a gamer in the 50 most influential faces in sports is are those entry points for young people and are they more likely to want to read about a gamer let's say than a baseball player um yeah and i think i think there's still that segment that wants to read about the baseball player there's that segment who wants to read about the gamer there's a larger segment that wants to read about anything that's happening in the nfl i think the interests you know the, the audience has become a little bit more segmented a little, a little more little more, um, let's call it a collection of niches. So there's still a really passionate MLB audience out there. It's probably not as big as it was 20 years ago. There's still a really passionate NBA audience out there. I think that audience is probably growing. And yeah, I think we do have to uh, accept at a place like SI, and we have to understand that there are different types of personalities. The, the, the definition of what an athlete or what a sports story is has definitely evolved. And, you know, two years ago, we um, we had a what I thought was a really cool cover and a really memorable cover. We put a couple of guys from FaZe Clan on there, the gaming conglomerate, along with Bronny James and Kyler Murray, you know, sort of blending those two worlds of the gaming world and the uh, let's call it the terrestrial sports world. So I think I think that audience is expanding and people's interests are expanding and the definition of what a sports story is expanding. But when you come right down to it, it's all the same. If it's an interesting story and an interesting profile, if you're advancing the conversation in some ways, um, people are going to buy in and it doesn't matter what the platform or what the topic is. And I'll tell you, I've been a subscriber to SI since 89 when I was just 10 years old and I still get it. And there's still things I get out of it for this show and otherwise that I find valuable. I just read the David Kahn piece uh, recently by Chris Ballard. And while we all know David Kahn is the guy that missed on Steph Curry twice when he was with the Timberwolves, I didn't realize the depth of his project in Paris in trying to create a a French international basketball powerhouse and all the stuff that went into it. I thought it was a really cool story that I wouldn't have found elsewhere. So I agree with you. I think there's still space for pieces about sports figures that you don't get elsewhere. You just have to be far more enterprising, I suppose, and that's yeah. that's got to be a fun challenge for you, but also a harrowing one, because as you said, it does feel like there's a moving target that changes every single day. Yeah, and the, David Kahn's a great example. That's that's not the story that the entire world was, um, you know, if you were on TikTok that morning before we published, the entire world was not focused on that. So that's what we are looking for, the kind of story that is interesting, that is differentiating, that you're not going to find anywhere else. And then if we can find a way to let people know that, hey, we have this story and it's worth your time, 
people are going to come to it. And sometimes it's a great, you know, long form story like Chris Ballard wrote there. Sometimes it's just a different, uh, a different video experience or even a different social media experience. And I think we can provide an SI. Um, harrowing is a good word. Challenging is a good word. Interesting is, is, is another good word. Um, you know, this job, it keeps you on your toes. Uh, a lot more than once upon a time when you can just roll out a weekly magazine and you knew that uh, millions and millions of people were going to going to read it no matter what you put in front of them. You've really got to bring it every single day, every single week, every single month from this job right now. And that's that's uh, hopefully that's what we're doing here at SI. Steve Canella, SI's longtime editor in chief, SI's power issue with the inaugural 50 most influential people in sports is available on newsstands and at SI.com. Steve, thanks so much for dropping on by. Good luck with the issue. Anytime, DA. Thanks. Thank you. Appreciate it. Steve Canella joining us this morning on the show. Just as an aside, AJ is now almost eight weeks old, and, you know, there's been very little space for either me or the Bourbon Bell to do much aside from making sure that one or both of us is taking care of him. She's been amazing. My wife has been next level attentive to him and and patient with him etc but i found myself wanting to read more because you know you just don't have those down times those spaces to really read like when you read you're basically scrolling on your phone and you're scrolling through twitter or you're clicking through instagram or you're clicking through apple news or something like that i'm on cbs sports's app and that's how i'm reading and i i i haven't had a lot of space to really read a book or a magazine. So I've got this stack of Sports Illustrated that I still need to get to over the last few months that I've I've kind of been dying to, to dig into. So only recently that he's been sleeping a little bit better and my wife has been so good with him that I've had the chance to just sit and read a little bit. And I can tell you, if you find yourself ever with a brain that's constantly going, hard to go to bed, you try to turn off the lights and your brain's still going. You're thinking about work. You're thinking about your schedule the next day. You're thinking about family. Or, you know, you're anxiety ridden and like the day's getting away from you and you just see days and weeks of the summer blowing by like train cars at a train station. We read a lot today, but we just read all on our phones. And it's so hard to really get into a focus when you read on your phone because there's always the text that comes into the middle of that piece or an alert that comes up on your phone or the inclination, the moment it might get a little boring to click out of that and just check Twitter or just check your texts again. And what I found is if you put your phone across the room, maybe charging or it's in the other room and you just crack the book or you crack a magazine and you really just let yourself read there for a moment, it's so much more rewarding. And so I say this as a Sports Illustrated subscriber, I've lamented the end of SI for how long. I've talked about this on the air many, many times over. I mean, to me, it is an American literary institution, let alone a sports institution and that it's gone to monthly and you know it's just it's changed so much but if i just allow myself the 20 minutes before i go to bed or 15 minutes before i fall asleep to just read a story in si without my phone next to me 
or read a chapter of my book, it's such a more pleasant and engrossing experience. And I highly advise it because I know that today our brains go, 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 and time flies by. I mean, I, I blinked and it's almost late July already. I'm like, holy crap. But if you get in those holes, those modes, and you just kind of need a little peace and quiet, even for 15 minutes, I highly encourage you to just, if you're a sports fan, just grab a sports book on Amazon that you think you might be into and just read like 10 pages a day before you go to bed or just find a little space to read 10 pages. And it is just so much better than how we read on our phone. I just, I can't even explain how much more rewarding it is, but like your heart rate will drop, your brain feels better, your eyes get a little heavier and you're like, ah, okay. Versus when you're on your phone, it's just pop, 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 And we're on our phone all day and then it just, it winds us all up so much. When we come back on the show, I'm very excited because the Chronicles of Mraz begins today and we walk down memory lane over the last 10 years with some surprise guests. Coming up next, our first of DA, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Glad you're with us. DA with you, CBS Sports Radio. I highly encourage you to watch the proceedings. That would be at YouTube or on Twitch. Either one of those has the CBS Sports Radio channel or at watchda.com. Because now begins the fun this week. 
where we've got mystery guests every single day over the course of the week for Mraz's final week here on the show. It's known as the Mraz Chronicles. A man that, unless you really knew him, you might think he doesn't really exist. Could this guy be real? I'm going to take you back to the fall of 2018. In the fall of 2018, Mraz left the studios to go to the bathroom. Out in the hallway, he overheard a phone call. The phone call was by a young woman who worked here in the office ordering a chicken pesto sandwich. Joining us this morning here on the show via Zoom is chicken pesto lady Caroline Murta. Miss Chicken Pesto, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? I miss you guys so much. Holy cow, you look fantastic. Thanks. I'm a little blonder, you know. I love the I'm glasses. Like so honored. I have to tell you, I'm so honored to be here. Like, man, oh man, I'm like, you like that, don't you, big guy? Like, <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. You're the best. Yes. Well, hi, honey. Hi, Carol. Are you aging in reverse? This is crazy. Oh I love you guys. Well, I actually was overbiked. I'm back in Boston, living in Boston now, and I'm on the water. But we're getting what you guys have in New York. We're getting all the smoke. So literally smoke on the water, deep purple. The lighting was so weird. It looked like I was like Elvira in the dark. So I had to like move over. <laughs> I'm like I'm on this weird pillow on the floor, like up on the third floor of my offices. It was kind of crazy. So it's probably the lighting. Well, you look fantastic. In Thank the fall you. of 2018, Mraz went outside and you were ordering a chicken pesto hero. And he totally. was so... He was uh, he was in such love just hearing the order, and then your voice is so sultry that he was he was just enamored, and he came back in a in a fluster and said, "I I just heard the most amazing order ever, the most amazing order ever. A woman outside ordered a chicken pesto hero. Do you know how rare that is? A chicken." And he was really it was like his heart was a flutter, and we couldn't tell whether it was the order or that you were attractive. And so we said, well, who was it? And he goes, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who it was. We have to find this lady. I said, well, let's go out and try to find her. And we spent a month to two months trying to piece together behind the scenes who could have done this. Finally, we had your friend in the office point us to you, and lo and behold, you came in. He was blindfolded. He took off the blindfold and said, oh, my God, it's you. It's you. It's chicken pesto lady. And from there, we had this amazing relationship where you were a f friend of the show. We re relived that. But then also, you coached him through the SAT when we had him take oh the SAT. Oh, my gosh. Right. <laughs> so, That's right. So you have a long and storied history here on the show and your famous phrases you like that big boy because when you were ordering the chicken pesto hero you saw his eyes aglow and his mouth agape and you turned to him put your hand over the phone and said yeah you like that big boy <laughs> and knew it was the order that he loved and so now i mean you're just you're part of lore here on the show like i said i'm so honored and you know i was listening before the break and, you know, the top 50 Sports Illustrated most influential people. I mean, I'm sorry. 
they left two people off the list, <laughs> EA and Raz. And I'm, I'm just saying, like, I am, again, so honored to be here, so honored to be part of the show. I'm proud of you, Sean. I'm excited for you, bummed for us who love listening to you. But, like, this is the highlight of my year, for oh, sure. You're a sweetheart. Mraz, tell us what made the Chicken Pesto Hero order so special well number one it's unique you don't get a lot of people at lunch ordering pesto with anything and it perks you up and you know anybody could go oh chicken cutlet bacon mayonnaise she went chicken and her voice as you hear it there it's like i don't know caroline you just have this voice where it's 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 pillowy yet like a hint of cigarette-y it, it is just well, so i perfect. was a smoker for yeah. years yeah I quit 20 years ago. But, but you did just yeah. enough damage on the pipes that it makes it sound so sultry. <laughs> and you got the kind it's, of it's order. It's like a fine, a yeah. fine, um, what do you call it, like sandpaper. Yeah. yeah. And look, and I'm sure, you know, married, not married, whatever you're men in your life, I'm sure it's nice to hear you pick out a movie. But hearing you pick out a sandwich in that voice, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the stuff of legends there. That well, the gets thing you going. Is, like you mentioned morning. mayonnaise. First of all, mayonnaise is for amateurs. Like, <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Never. You know what I mean? And like the extra cheese, the extra pesto, the extra sauce. Like oh, it yeah. just and I could see you like I knew. I was like, this guy's getting hot right now. And <laughs> yes. it's not because of me, it's because of the sandwich. And well, I was that's why I was just so and I I like <laughs> honestly, I'm like, I know I liked him. I'm like, <laughs> like that, don't you? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. If there's a 400-pound woman that sounds like Fran Dresser, I'm not exactly getting turned on by the chicken pesto sandwich. You know, it was a combination of all those things. But Extra it was a pesto. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. No. I know. We it, we get to see her because of the strike all the time. Now, too. <laughs> yeah. The She's nanny. Go, after. Go away. <laughs> That's right. So take us back to the SAT, Caroline, when you were coaching Mraz here in studio when he had avoided taking the SAT through high school, and then we finally wanted to know what the what the score would be. He was taking it live on air, and you were coaching him. Take us through that that process. So I like I had forgotten about that until you just mentioned it, and I remember that day like I was really like feeling under the weather. I was I had like. It, it was before COVID, so it wasn't COVID, but I was definitely sick. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, Sean, I'm like stupid this morning. I'm not clear headed. I was like, any answer that I, I was trying to give him the answers, but I have to say, and this is the truth, he, I was prepared to totally coach him beyond coach him, cheat, let's call it what it was. <laughs> right? But I have to say, very smart guy. He knew, like, I, I don't you think, Sean? Like, oh, there was definitely. very few times where you I, had to be coached, prodded, told the answer. Like, you knew. You knew your stuff. Carolyn, there was, like, major controversy after the fact because DA didn't know how to grade the SATs, which was part of the issue. We should have known that beforehand. But Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, what gets lost in it, and you're absolutely right, is that I was stunned at how much I actually knew. Like that, you and did. that was the thing. Yeah, there were certain <laughs> things like Matthew would help me out with a little bit, you know, double checking and all of that. But yeah, there was a good chunk there where I was like, wow, I'm on a, I know this stuff. And it, I, yeah, I walked out of there a brilliant man. You did. I would have been a good tutor, but you oh, knew yeah. stuff. You did. Yeah. You really did. Well, that's what, right. I'm looking at that clip. That guy that owned the football league that kind of went. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Simultaneously, as Marez took the SAT and Caroline coached him, 
Oliver Luck, the president of the XFL at the time, I believe, the yeah. commissioner, was in talking right. about the XFL delivering us a Valentine's Day gift. It was a chaotic day that day. <laughs> oh they ended up suing the crazy. XFL. I think that was two months or a month before COVID, too, I think. Was it so that's why I think I had COVID. I'm not, I can't remember. <laughs> that's like, why I'm not getting, I was really foggy. <laughs> I was like patient zero on the PA show. Well, what was interesting that day was that you actually didn't need to coach Mariah through the written process or the science questions. You just needed to put him at ease. That was the whole thing. He was very nervous and anxiety-ridden. And with your voice, and you were dressed up as the sexy school teacher, I didn't even know if you meant to be dressed up like that, but that's what it reminded us all of. You, you You had put him at ease, and you were kind of like very soothing. And remember, that was a key, Merez, that if Caroline wasn't there, you would have been frazzled, but instead... It oh. felt like you were literally having your hand held. She was totally calming her voice. Take it easy, big boy. Take it easy, big we boy. This. We got this. As I always say, right. just relax. Are you sure these numbers add together? Okay, <laughs> relax. No, she's absolutely right. Oh, all of her luck spins out. What beer snakes are going to look like with the DC Defenders? <laughs> How is Oliver Luck not more confused? Forget me. She should have tutored him. Yeah, Oliver Luck should have. And oh he was in gosh, studio. Right? Oliver Luck yes. should have been very distracted. Oh, no, it was a crazy morning. It really was. It was hilarious, but it was, it was bananas. So you're living in Boston now, and you're working I for am. our Boston uh, affiliate there. So I actually kind of have, I don't even know what I do. I have like 16 jobs at Boston. <laughs> So I, I have an expanded role. So Sounds I about right. represent every radio station we have. And <laughs> I'm also in charge of the remnant inventory. Oh, really? Yeah. Hello. So like, <laughs> you know, the ED stuff and everything that nobody wants to listen to. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> that, that crazy Lume deodorant that I can't even like stomach. The, that's me. I, it's bad. It's awful. <laughs> um, and then. I don't know. I do some other stuff, but yeah, I, you know, I'm still around. I was trying to get there live, Sean. I wanted to be there live, but I have a meeting here with Comcast this afternoon and they're located, believe it or not, their headquarters is in New Hampshire. So. Wow. Caroline, seeing you on Zoom is is totally worth it. Dang. You know, you're still in the company. So this is great. Yeah, I know. And I'll I'll get to see you guys soon because I'll be in New York, like hopefully before Labor Day. Okay. Well, this summer, if you're down here in New York, come by. We'll have you on the show again, and uh, we'll chop it up, okay? Absolutely. I love you guys. Congratulations, Sean. DA, congratulations to you, too, Daddy. Oh, thanks very much. I'm surviving. Survive in advance. Survive in advance. You look great, and I know you're going to be a great father. I know you already are. Thank you, Caroline. You're the best. Thanks. Bye, guys. Okay, see ya. See ya. Caroline Murtaugh, a.k.a. Miss Chicken Pesto, joining us. She looks fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah, Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> wow. She got tabs on everybody. It's great. What a track down. Tan, glasses, yeah. that voice. An executive vice president? She's high. We should be careful, huh? She's really high. On I know list. what I'm getting for lunch today. I'll tell you that. She is very high on the executive list. High she- enough that she could... Trash certain things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. 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 You know how powerful you are based on how much you're allowed to trash publicly what happens at your job. Right. Or she'll be demoted to Sean's job by next Monday. We could put her in the mix for Why executive not? producer. Yeah.
That would help us on Radio Row. It's everything we've asked. Back. You asked me one time for, to profile, and I said basically the opposite of Sean, a female in shape, qualified, educated. Successful. Success, successful. Done. Done. Check, 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 check. check. And she says she holds 16 jobs at Odyssey. What's a 17? Yeah. Hard hat gal. Hard hat gal. That's right. Total ba- hard hat gal. Based on what you do, it's really half a job. It's barely a job for Caroline if she's doing all that other stuff. Yeah. If all you have to do is sit in here for four hours a day, make stupid jokes. That's it. Yeah. Book a guest here and there. I love that that's what my job has been boiled down to. <laughs> By you. <laughs> yeah, you said that. And the company. <laughs> that matter. <laughs> go stand on the bar again. <laughs> You have a Panthers jersey? <laughs> no, yeah, the mop thing is yeah, good. Keep it's doing been a that while. mop thing. Where's that mop? <laughs> is there a Yankee mop variation available? How does that work? We'll pay for your ring camera. Go outside and yell again. <laughs> Go outside and yell again. <laughs> Get him 32 NFL jerseys. He's going to wipe his behind with all of them. Yeah. Just sign here. Here, 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 here. Here, sign here, right there. here, sign here, sign here. Initial here, just initials, that's fine. Right. Okay, and perfect. Now, and, that gentleman's mop thing. And, and drop that Moraz moniker. Uh, we're going to go with Sean Moraz? Yes, we like that. But we still want the mop. You got the mop, right? Have you done anything with a Swiffer? It's like hiring Gallagher to come play your right. comedy show. You got the mallet, right? It's fine, whatever the act is, but you got the mallet and the watermelon? How big is the watermelon? <laughs> You provide your own watermelon, right? In the case it comes in, right? We've got this new Lume deodorant. How do you run that into a Yankees Yankee tape? Can you throw it against the wall? So is she saying that she's basically like helping program one of our London stations with EDM music and she thinks it stinks? That what she was saying? I don't know oh, I what she said. That was ED medication she's on the head oh. of it. That she's, she's then, working on that project? Yeah, working on that project. All the stuff that nobody wants to peddle. The I ED see, stuff, I see. the bad she said deodorant. EDM. She meant ED medication. Yes, yes. Got it, got it. <laughs> got it, got it, got it. By the way, I'll pedal whatever she needs pedaled. Let's go. <laughs> did that light up your morning seeing her on Zoom? Of course it did. And that blonde hair. What a change. You know, I'm going to go blonde. Maybe I get my beard blonde. People think, oh, wow, he's 25. That won't look terrible. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I missed an opportunity though. I should have had her say you like that big boy one more time. Yeah, you could have. That's okay. She did in the course of her storytelling. She did, yeah. Yeah. It but don't need, matter. That need, was need but, that. by the way, was it harder to track her down now than the original time? <laughs> no. Much easier now because her and I actually have DM'd before, like and ah. we message each other every so often. She keeps up on the show. She's amazing. But so I had her contact and her email for the first time. But for those that don't know the backstory of this, well, I told the backstory, but trying to find who this person was, was virtually impossible. Needle in the haystack. All we had was sexy older woman has a great voice, ordered a chicken pesto hero once. It was like, okay, go. And we just, we don't really know the sales staff back there. They do a totally different side of the company. So, like, we're talking to total strangers about this. It's going nowhere. We hit all these brick walls. Then finally, we had somebody, a young woman that worked in sales, and she kind of knew the show as well. And she's like, 
I'm going through my Rolodex in my brain. I don't know who it could be, but there's one woman that has a great voice, a great voice. And we're like, maybe, and we were, we hit all types of walls. We, we got to the point where we didn't think we were going to be able to find her. And it was two months later we were spent. Mraz and I were walking yeah. around the building. Just, just wandering. Tr- just trying to spot a, a random. And now there's tons of people that work in this building, multiple floors, multiple. There was just no way. And we didn't know if she was here only for the day, if she was here for a meeting from a different company. Right. We had no idea if she worked here. And then finally was, well, we ha- there is this one woman that has a great voice. So contacted her. You didn't know that I had gone back door to try to figure out if it was her. And she's like, and Caroline said, I said, well, you do have a great voice. I didn't hear it the first time, but you do have a great voice. I said, do you think you ordered a chicken pesto here on this certain, certain day? She's like, I may have. I mean, I have ordered that before. And I'm like, done. It's got to be you. If you've ordered a chicken pesto here and you have a voice like that. So we had her in studio and Mraz was... And it could have blown up in our face. He was blindfolded, and we took off the blindfold. And if it wasn't her, it would have fallen on, like, a disaster of a bit. But it was her, and Mraz goes, that's her! That's her! They're all Twix. That voice. It's that voice. Use your imagination. (laughs) There could be a little naughty going on. Is, Is her timeline right, though? Did she, the SAT was right before COVID? Yes, it was. Was it the Valentine's Day before COVID? Yes. Yes, it was. Because that was the year the XFL only with that Oliver Luck year. True. They started and then shut down because of COVID. And then Oliver Luck sued because he couldn't get his money back and all of that. That was the, right. But I remember sitting in this chair yelling at you about the score of, yeah, well, no, but, of the SAT. Yeah, that was the weeks after it. So we took the SAT and let's just say February 12th yeah, what or do you something. Think he waited till May to grade the SAT. Yeah, how's the show work? yeah that was like the week and then we all disbanded in mid-march we had about a month in between yeah no because it was all part of the same 12 da's as mothership at the movies and everything yep wow yeah that does feel like it's a longer time ago interrupted by covid standing by headlines Kind sir, Andrew Bogish. We have already discussed the NFL's running back market this morning. It is front and center today with 4 p.m. Eastern being the deadline for franchise-tagged players to sign extensions. Saquon Barkley seems more likely to get something done with the Giants than Josh Jacobs with the Raiders, but maybe neither signs a multi-year deal today. The last reports from Vegas say Jacobs will be a training camp holdout if he remains tagged. The Jaguars did get something done with tight end Evan Ingram ahead of the deadline. That's a three-year deal reportedly worth $24 million guaranteed dollars. The tight end tag was worth $11.3 mil. Free agent wideout DeAndre Hopkins headed for Nashville, expected to soon sign a two-year deal with the Titans. Tennessee head coach Mike Vrabel with the Texans' D.C. for part of Hopkins' time in Houston. The Angels took a thriller from the Astros on Saturday, 13-12, in position for another win last night. But the Astros had the dramatic hits this time. First pitch. And Bregman clubs it deep to left field. It sends back Ward. Still going back at the wall. Looking up. See you later. Into the Astros' bullpen. Alex Bregman, a two-run homer. And the Astros take the lead. That's Robert Ford on Astros Radio. Kyle Tucker then went back-to-back for Houston's fifth long ball of the game. He then made a diving catch for the final out, leaving two Angels on base. Hard-fought back-and-forth game. Um, You know, they kept battling back, and we kept doing the same. So, 
I mean, we had a lot of you know big hits and you know nice defensive play, so it's just good to win the series. The Angels lose 9-8 after leading 3-1 and 7-3. They are now six games behind Houston for the last AL Wild Card with three teams in between them. The Mets snap the Dodgers' six-game run, avoiding a three-game sweep with a 2-1 win in 10. Luis Guillorme, game-ending RBI double in a game that started four and a half hours late because of storms. On the injury front, Cleveland shutting down righty Shane Bieber for two weeks with right elbow discomfort. He does not need surgery, but there is no timetable for return yet. Who knew there were summer league playoffs? The semifinals in Vegas yesterday. The Cavs topped the Nets 102-99 in overtime with Isaiah Mobley scoring 23. Then the Rockets took care of the Jazz 115-101. Houston and Cleveland get to the final they are both 5-0. and oh. And then last night in Vegas, Mexico top Panama 1-0 in the Gold Cup finale. DA, back to you. Squishy Liquid tweets, wow, from Chicken Pesto Lady to Vice President of Odyssey, is the janitor the future HR director over there? We don't know what happened to Big John years ago. He might be. <laughs> Big he John might, the janitor? Big John the janitor. Oh, I loved him. He was amazing. Everything was an effort. Everything was a labor. Yeah, I mean, not because the job was hard, because moving around 400 pounds in a wheelie garbage can was hard. <laughs> Big John was great. Big John worked nights. Yeah, we were on nights. That's when we were in the evenings, yeah. Sweated like Ewing in the 94 finals. Yeah, he was always a sweater, and he would come in with the rolly garbage can and sweep up a few things here in the studio at night because we were on at nights, and would always lean up against that garbage can like this. <sighs> And he would have to take a break, and he was always leaning on the garbage can. And I was like, man, you're, you're moving kind of slow, and every day you look like every breath is labor, like laborious. Maybe this is not the job for you. And like a rainy football day with the quarterback using a towel, he would use the same towel to wipe down the counters as he would the dry his forehead. <laughs> oh. He'd pull it out, wipe the counter, and they go, whoof. Wipe his forehead, and we would sit there going, ooh. Was this in the days of that mysterious, like, black spots on the carpet in our newsroom? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. We learned that our w- lesson. Don't raise that problem to the company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was. You don't know what mold is. Stop. That was tough. <laughs> that was. That See, was look, it's only two dots. Tough, tough days. <laughs> When we come back here on the show, our French fans, the new Eagles fans. DA, CBS Sports Radio. It's DA on CBS Sports Radio. Listen to the show in podcast form, the full full four hours or the best of the show, always available in podcast form. Check us out by searching The DA Show on your favorite podcast platform and subscribing. Oh. Tour de France is calling on fans to behave better after another mass crash marred the 15th stage yesterday. Apparently, there was a spectator who was taking a selfie and got too close and caused a wreck. The incident involved around two dozen riders. Also, the Tour de France has a certain charm because spectators can get real close and run alongside the riders. 
but obviously you're not supposed to get so close you can actually interfere with them. So this is happening, and it's a party, no doubt about it, and they want it to remain a party, but they don't want spectators walking into the road for a selfie and causing crashes and pileups. They also don't want you touching the riders, and apparently some fans are dumping beer on riders as well. So... You've got these fans that are running alongside cyclists, touching them, taking selfies, and pouring beer on them. (laughs) Number one, should we be watching more Tour de France? This kind of sounds like why I would watch. It kind of feels like Happy Gilmore in a way. You're doing a remote from there. Two years ago, a spectator brandishing a large cardboard sign while leaning into the path caused a massive pileup during the opening stage. Now, just imagine we were watching Chiefs and Chargers on Sunday Night Football, and the crowd was allowed to get so close to the field that one person took a selfie and the safety collided with the with the fan and the Chiefs had a 90-yard touchdown out of it. The band is on the field. Imagine somebody held a cardboard sign up, Herbert, I love you, and caused, like, a huge pileup at the 30-yard line. All right, Herbert. A fumble. Imagine fans were, were close enough to pour beer on the players on the field, reach out and touch them, or run alongside Patrick Mahomes as he's scrambling. That's what's going on. That's bad. It's awesome. It's awesomely bad. Yeah. Look, this is the Tour de France's fault. Don't have have an event that takes three hours, not three weeks. When it's three weeks and it goes that long, it's impossible to keep up with security. It's their fault. Shorten up the event. Make one round track. Let them go round and round. It's just stupid now. <laughs> well, that would kind of take away what the Tour de France is, which is going up the Alps and down the Alps and around and around. Right. So pick a section of the Alps. You're going too long here. You're leaving too much room for problems to happen. You know, if it's going through my neighborhood, I walk up, I'm getting a selfie. <laughs> if the Tour de France, or in your case, the Tour de Babylon, yeah. was coming through your neighborhood, you're going out there getting a selfie, and you might cause crashes. Yeah, it's three weeks long. Hey, they're coming through on Wednesday. Yeah, all right, uh, here they come. Boom. Ow. Like, why wouldn't I get as close? Who's stopping me? Tour- the commissioner at Goodell's not there. Imagine the people in the Tour de Babylon. The cyclists all are just smoking heaters. <laughs> <laughs> They're drunk themselves. They're in their they're in their bathing suit from nineteen ninety eight. Well, I don't know. The Tour de France has got to get something something fixed here because it sounds like basically they become Eagles fans. Yeah, they have. They need the Crisco on the poles. But you know what? There's buzz now. These fans have caused buzz. There's I want to see how this ends. There's buzz around the France. There's buzz around the front. There was no buzz after Armstrong left. We got buzz again. Now we got buzz because you're pouring beers on the cyclists and making them crash with selfies and sticking cardboard signs (laughs) up, (laughs) causing massive pileups. When we come back on the show, we talked about Brent Venables trying to rebound after his first season in Oklahoma, which was a losing season. He takes the Big 12 Media Days podium and takes a direct shot at Mario Cristobal. 
got that audio next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.